What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. That's right. We've said it once. We've said it before. We've said it a million times. The truth shall always be free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Bad Ramblings of a Jet Extra. Oh, is there anything to talk about today? I don't know. I can't think if there's anything to talk about today. What was the new, What was the big news story on um, April 4th? Uh, let's see here. Um, a woman refused to give up her seat on a train for a gentleman who paid for that seat. That seems to be the big headline right now. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I see something that the Manhattan DA's office have indicted Donald Trump on 34 counts. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, this, this is, this is craziness. This is lunacy at its peak. And Mr. Bragg says it's serious criminal conduct. This is serious criminal conduct, which Trump is doing. It's very serious. Violent crime is up in the city. Muggings are up in the city. Murders up in the city. Rape is up in the city. Gun charges are up in the city. Police are leaving at a record pace. But we're going after Trump because this is serious. This is 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. And we're going to we're going to get into talk about that for a second. And, and I laugh because this is the one time that Alvin Bragg actually is trying to upcharge someone. Usually his office downgrades charges. I believe it's something like 51 or 52 percent of all cases in his of all felony cases in his office are downgraded to misdemeanors. And this is a, this is a gentleman whose office, when they do try a felony case, they only win 52 percent of the time. Crime is running rampant, but don't worry, we're going to go 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree, and we're going to go after get Trump. Now, now we're not going to say that this is this is something that we haven't, um, you know, that people haven't looked at before. His predecessor looked at it. Alvin Bragg at one point in time looked at it and said no. The 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 federal commission that handles election, uh, you know, uh, what is it, the FEC looked at it and said no. The DOJ looked at it and said there's no crime there. And and we were all looking for the smoking gun yesterday. We were all we were all looking for that 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 thing that was going to tie this all in and show that Trump is the mastermind criminal. Instead, I found a new phrase, a new term called charge stacking. Now, I have a friend who is a former judge and I was emailing him yesterday, and he told me it's a common practice among prosecutors to charge the defendants with uh, with many crimes for a single incident or transaction as they can. This practice is commonly known as charge stacking. And he basically said this is exactly what they're doing to Trump. They are taking a single incident, and they are tying it into multitudes of dates, and they are stacking charges up against Trump on this. 
Now, there's 34 counts on this indictment. Now, this indictment, you would think with 34 counts would be, oh, you, you would think that it would be like, like hundreds of pages long. It's 16 pages long. And I laugh because if you actually take a look at the at the indictment, and I actually, you know, and uh, it, it's kind of interesting because if you take a look at it, you will see that of these 34 charges, what they did was this. This is great. They would put count one through four, February 14th, 2017, count five through seven, March 17th, 2017, and go so on and so on, all the way down to count 34, which was December 5th of 2017. Now, for each violation, the text reads exactly the same, except for the date, to the, excuse me, the date, the check, and the voucher number. So basically, all they did is they cut, they, they've had years to work on this. So what they did is they cut and paste the charge and just attached it to a bunch of dates. And I laugh because, you know, Alvin Bragg was saying at one point in time, this was, you know, this was in reference to influence the election. This was in reference to do this. This was in reference so he could hide these things so he could become president. And, and some of these dates that they have listed, Trump was already president. So how is he influencing the election or trying to hide something? When he was already president. And then I love it because Alvin Bragg's big mindset here, his big thought processes was this, that this is going to be, this was an effort, in an effort to cover up a bigger crime. That's what this was all about. This was a concerted conspiracy, and no, it's not Conspiracy Tuesday, to cover up a bigger crime that Trump had committed. So the next logical question that anyone would have, okay, well, what's the crime? Why in this indictment are you not charging him with the crime that he is trying to cover up? Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You're indicting someone 34 times. And the indictment stems from the fact that you are he is trying to cover up a crime. But you're not saying what the crime he was trying to cover up is. And you're not charging him with that crime. I could just play this. I could just play that sound about the entire show because it basically sums it up. You've taken one indictment, which is a which is a bookkeeping misdemeanor where the statute of limitations expired after two years. And I believe the 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 felony charges expired, uh, I think, two years after. I think it was only four or five years. I can't remember. But the felony, uh, you know, expired on that as well. <laughs> I, I I mean, the statute of limitations expired both on the felony and both on the misdemeanor. But you are reinventing this charge as a local federal charge. He's making shit up as he goes along. He is beyond an uncharted territory. I love it when Alan Dershowitz, lawyer, Harvard Law professor, came out and basically said that um, it's an NDA. And most people who sign an NDA do not go and write down what they did or what they signed the NDA. The, the person that's giving the money usually does not sit there and say, okay, I'm going to put on my tax records. This is what I'm paying the NDA for because it's a non-disclosure agreement. You don't make a business. You don't make a, you don't make an accurate business record. You don't sit there on your line item or your tax form and write uh, Stormy Daniels payment for her sucking me off. You know, you don't do that. 
because that's not what a non-disclosure agreement is. And I love it. It's intent to defraud includes an intent to commit another crime or to aid or the concealment of a commission therefore of. Okay, what is it? And I love it because then he gets pissy at the press conference. When someone asked him, well, what's the crime? Well, I told you what the crime was. No, you didn't ever tell us what the crime was. You alluded to what the crime was, and you basically said, nah, 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 nah. I don't have to tell you. Because he even said, by law, I don't have to say what the other crime was. But you're not charging him. You're not indicting him on this other crime. Bragg also accuses Trump, as well as his associates, of being using, using a catch-and-kill scheme to possibly bury potentially damaging information that came ahead of the election in 2016. So, so NDAs have been around forever. So he paid off people, and not even paid off, he paid for people's silence. Sometimes people could call that bribery, too, if someone's trying to extort money out of someone. I mean, I should rephrase it, not bribery, extortion. Give me some money, or I'm going to tell you, I'm going to air out your dirty laundry. Not only to hurt you in the election, but to with your family and your friends and your business associates. But we got him. We got Trump. Now, Alvin Bragg, of course, ran for the district attorney's office under the guidelines that he was going to get Donald Trump. And if you don't think this is a stacked deck, the judge just sentenced one of Donald Trump's associates to Rikers for a tax infringement. The DA hates him. The prosecuting attorney has come out and said he'd hate him. So is his wife. He, he, I believe like 98% of the population in Manhattan votes Democrat. The judge basically told Trump, listen, you can't say anything. We're not going to put a gag order on you, but if you say anything that I don't like, you're going to have a gag order. But he'll let Alvin Bragg say whatever the hell he wants to say. And Alvin Bragg is already saying that, you know, that basically he is guilty without even having a trial. And I love it. Trump then went to great lengths to hide in con his conduct, causing dozens of false entries on business records. So he basically just took the same charge and stacked it multitudes of times. They say that when you do this, when, when you go out and do what Alvin Bragg is doing, when you go out and you stack the charges, when you go out and charge stack, it's because you are looking at trying to get a large number of quantity of charges, not quality. And the DOJ just came out not too long ago, like not even a year ago, and basically said to overzealous prosecutors, don't do this. Don't do this. If your case is this week, don't do this. Do not do charge stacking. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I love it because Trump gave a speech yesterday in Mar-a-Lago uh, after, you know, the, the evening of, or after of when he was, uh, after he got back from New York. And it was a very, you know, I thought it was a very tempered speech. I thought it was, I thought it was one of the, one of his more direct speeches, one of his more uh, on point. And he basically just, he basically listed the facts of why these people are going after him and the hatred that this, that Alvin Bragg and these other people have for him directly and how they ran on the fact that they were going to get Trump. Now there are so many other problems in the city of New York, but we're going to get Trump. That that's, that's the motto. We don't want to talk about Russia cozying up to China. We don't want to talk about what Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia just cutting production by half a million barrels of oil a day. We don't want to talk about the fact that we're no longer energy independent. We don't want to talk about the economy. We don't want to talk about inflation. We don't want to talk about anything else, but we want to go after Trump. And it's basically just so he does not run in 2024. Are they that scared of him in 2024? 
If Joe, Bi- if Sleepy Joe is my candidate, I'd be scared of him too. Because Joe Biden is an incoherent mess. You watch him, and you're like, and sometimes you just have to cringe. And it's 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 no wonder that our enemies abroad see this as weakness because we are weak. You have a weak, feeble-minded person running the country. And I don't even think he's running the country. I think someone else is. I think think there's a contingency behind the scenes that's running the country. And I'm not trying to believe in conspiracies here. But you can see why our adversaries are doing these things. Why why they why they are going after who we are. We are reaching to the point that the dollar is being devalued so much that it's no longer going to be the currency of choice. Which would be something that could destroy this country completely. This is something that's never happened in 200 plus years, but it's happening in the last two and a half years or two years and three months under Joe Biden. It's crazy. It's crazy to think the direction that we are going in. And I love it because if you, if you, um, if, if you poll people, Democrats and Republicans, I believe it's something that we're at the point that we're 78% think the country's going in the wrong direction, but they're still going to vote for Joe who caused this country to go into this direction. I love it because also Alvin Bragg's chief prosecutor bragged once about giving out get out of jail free cars to violent felons and murderers. I love this. He said it in an interview. We we know incarceration doesn't really solve any problems. And said that criminals are bad dudes while simultaneously blasting juries for believing police officers facing misconduct allegations deserve the benefit of the doubt. But criminals, criminals don't. Well, these are people that are sworn to protect us, the police officers. It is. But you're talking about giving get-out-of-jail-free cards to violent felons. And saying that the system is systematically racism. Racist. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, Mexican, Hispanic, whatever, Martian. If you commit a crime, you should go to jail. And I'm not blaming racism because you committed a crime. But to sit there and say we're basically giving get out of jail free cards to violent felons and we drop gun charges or we take gun charges, which are felonies, drop them to misdemeanors and think everything's okay under the guidelines of racial equity without relying on incarceration. What are we doing? What are we saying? And then we are shocked when crime spikes. We are shocked when murder spikes. We are shocked when we have these smash and grabs and reference to shoplift. We are shocked by these things. But we're going to charge Trump on 34 e- class E felony charges off of one incident. And even some of these dates that they have, he's already president. So there really can't be election interference if he's already president at the, that point in time. It, it's a, it's, it is now the weaponization of our legal system. We've seen this coming. You have Hunter Biden. The FBI has had this laptop, has verified it's his laptop, where multitudes of felonies have been committed. Multitudes of questionable transactions with foreign adversaries are on this laptop. Payments being showed to the big guy. Hunter complaining that he has to give 50% of his salary to Joe Biden. You are you are having scandals where you're paying for the audience of Crazy Joe when he was vice president. You have gun charges that can be brought against them 
falsifying documents on, on, on a federal document to obtain a firearm. You have all these felonies on Hunter Biden. We don't do anything about it. No, we don't. You know, then you talk about Mar-a-Lago, the raid of Mar-a-Lago. We're not going to get into specifics of that. But Joe Biden in Delaware has something like 1,300 boxes from his time in the Senate and his time as vice president that he took that no one knows what's in them. We're not going to talk about it. Don't worry. The, the secret documents were okay next to the Corvette. It, it, we, have, we have just become so focused on equity. We have become so focused on making sure that certain a certain group stays in power. We have become so ingrained in making things that are not, I'm not going to say not normal, but making things that are run by a minority, a minority segment, and turning it into the fact that it is something that the majority should deal with. Where have we lost our way? Where, where have we gone that we have just turned the corner so far to the left that we have to, we have to sit here and go through something that would never be charged anyplace else. But we're going to go after Trump because of the fact that the details of indictment are not there. There's no, we've said it before, there's no there there, but it's Trump. So you need to go and get Trump. We have to sit here and hope things somehow turn the right way. This is Tim. This is Get Off the Lot. This is, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lot. Battle Ramblings of a Gen Xer. And I'm out of here.